Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that we can spend looking into your word together. Lord, we thank you for the time that you have given me this week in preparing something to say to the people gathered here. Lord, we pray that your spirit has been with me this week and we pray that he will be with me this morning as I speak about what you have done so long ago in the time of Isaiah and what you will do in the days to come. Lord, we pray that I may speak with authority and we pray that you may keep error far from my lips. May you indeed speak through me. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's some sins that we always seem to struggle with. And one sin in particular for me is the temptation to speed when I'm in the car. I don't enjoy driving, and so I like to get to the place that I'm going as quickly as possible with as least fuss as possible. And so there's always that temptation for me to do a little bit more than the limit. But then I always consider the judgments that are given for speeding. They can be quite severe. At first, it doesn't seem that bad. Uh, the, the, small, the smallest uh, fine that they give out is $93, which is a significant amount, but it's not so bad. But for the most serious offence, it says, if police catch you speeding by more than 45 kilometres over the limit, you may have your licence immediately suspended and confiscated at the roadside for six months. They can take it off you there and then, and you have to get someone else to come and pick you up from the roadside because you aren't allowed to drive home in your car. And of course, uh, monetary, uh, it can start to hurt. It says more than 45 kilometres in a school zone is $2,041. So the fines for speeding can be quite severe. Uh, to lose your licence and to actually have to pay this large fine is something that encourages me not to drive over the limit no matter how quickly I want to get somewhere uh, and how much I hate driving. And this morning we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 7. We've been working through it for a while now and particularly the judgment that is given by God, the penalty that is given by God to the Jews. And we're going to look at the severity of the judgment. How severe is the judgment? We recognize that in our country there are laws that grow in severity, just like if you do more and more uh, kilometers over the limit, the severity of the punishment that comes is increases as well as you go up on that speedometer. And so we're going to look at this morning is how severe is this judgment that God is dishing out to, to the Jews. And so my first main point this morning is the judgment affects every Jew. So if you want to follow my main points, they're there on the back of the church bulletin. And the first is the judgment affects every Jew. The judgment from God is described in verse 18 of Isaiah chapter 7 as being with flies and bees representing soldiers. If you've got your church Bible there, it's on page 682, Isaiah chapter 7, and verse 18 is where we'll be starting today, and we'll go right down to verse 25, and we see, firstly, that the judgment comes as flies and bees. Verse 18, In that day the Lord will whistle for flies from the distant streams of Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. So here we see this judgment coming as flies and bees. Is that so bad? Is that a very severe judgment? Well, I don't like flies, and they are quite prevalent here in Australia, particularly when you're barbecuing, they seem to flock around you. They're kind of pesky, uh, but they're not so bad. And then bees, well, 
that's a bit of another issue. Particularly for me, I'm allergic to bees, so I get quite paranoid around bees. Uh, Jill gets a bit of a giggle at about a, uh, how paranoid I am around bees. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're a little bit worse than flies, but still, on a, sort of a scale of severity, how bad are bees in a judgment? Well, not that big a deal, really, if God's just going to bring a few bees against you. But the point is, in this passage, is that it's not just that God is bringing flies and bees, is that he's bringing flies and bees that will go everywhere. Did you see that there in verse 18 and 19? He says, In that day the Lord will whistle for flies from the distant streams of Egypt and for bees from the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the crevices in the rocks, on all the thorn bushes and at all the water holes. These flies and bees are going to come everywhere in the land of Judah. In other words, there's no way of escaping from them. It doesn't matter whether you go into steep ravines to get away from them. It doesn't matter whether you go into crevices in the rocks. It doesn't matter whether you go under thorn bushes to hide from them. It doesn't matter whether you go into waterholes, which is probably the best place to go if you're trying to get away from a bee. Um, get into a waterhole. They're coming everywhere. And so these flies and bees, which represent these soldiers that are coming, these soldiers are going to come and they're going to go everywhere in the land of Judah. Because sometimes we think if there's a foreign army coming, you might be able to get away. You might be able to go hide somewhere and you will escape. But this judgment that is coming from God against the Jews, it's so severe that he is bringing soldiers that will cover every inch of ground. You won't be able to go down into a ravine and hide and get away because the soldiers will be down there. You won't be able to go into a crevice in a rock and hide. You won't be able to go under some thorn bushes, put a bit of camouflage over you and hide. You won't be able to go into a waterhole and hide. This judgment is very severe because of the way that it's administered, that there are soldiers coming everywhere. And if this was the New South Wales Police Force when it came to our speeding, we would indeed think that it was quite severe, a judgment against speeding. If there were police everywhere so that as soon as you went one kilometre over the speed limit, they caught you, we'd say, this is a harsh country. This is a severe judgment that the New South Wales Police Force is giving for speeding. And so it is a severe judgment that is being administered here to the land of Judah. There are going to be... Soldiers everywhere. And that means that the judgment affects every Jew. There is no escape. There is no hiding from this judgment. It is a severe judgment. And my second main point is about how else the judgment is severe. It's that the judgment affects every part of every Jew. The judgment affects every part of every Jew. Because if you speed and lose your license, well you will be affected. You will have part of your lifestyle affected as well. You'll be shamed uh, because people will know that you've lost your licence. If you uh, go to drive somewhere and you say, oh, I can't drive, and they say, why? And you say, well, I was speeding and I lost my licence. And so the punishment brings some shame upon you. And so it is with the land of Judah. Some shame is dealt out upon these people. How are they shamed? Well, it's not through losing a licence. They're shamed because their hair is affected. In verse 20, we see the judgment continue from Isaiah against Judah. He says, In that day the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the river, the king of Assyria. 
to shave your head and the hair of your legs and to take off your beards also. How is Judah going to be punished? Well, they're going to lose their hair. And this is a shameful thing. In the time of Israel, it was indeed shameful to have your hair cut off, to have your head shaved, to have your beard shaved if you're a man. It was a shameful thing to happen. Often signified servitude, that you'd been captured and a slave as well if your head was shaved. And today we recognise as well that losing your hair is not necessarily a good thing as well. Um, Most girls don't shave their heads. Some of them do, but most of them protect the hair on their head and don't shave it off. And even guys don't shave their heads all that much either. I've sometimes commented to Jill, what would you think if my hair was shaved off? What do you think about that? Would it be a good look? And she says, never. She doesn't like the idea of me shaving my head. And some people who are forced to lose their hair for reasons other than a razor um, also often admit, as they get older, that it's not nice to lose their hair. It's a bit of a shameful thing. And so it's coming to the land of Judah, this judgment of shame through losing their hair. But is it that severe? Can't they sort of hide uh, their indignity uh, because they might have uh, a little bit of, of, of hair still on them? Is it really that bad that's coming to them? Well, notice how much hair they're losing. What does it say in verse 20? In that day the Lord will use a razor hired from beyond the river, the king of Assyria, to shave your head and the hair of your legs and to take off your beard also. Basically what Isaiah is saying, all your hair is going to be lost. I'm going to shame you completely. So you cannot hide the fact that you've been judged. So if you lose your license for speeding, well, you can try and hide it and people won't necessarily know. If your head's shaved, your beard's shaved, your arms are shaved, all of you is shaved, it's very hard to hide that. The shame is all over you. And so this judgment is so severe because it affects every part of the Jew's body. It affects every Jew, and then if every part of them is going to be affected, their whole bodies are affected by this. You think, oh, is it that severe? Maybe they have a bit of stubble. They can't shave it that well. Notice what is used to shave off their hair. Is it a sword? Is it a knife? What does it say? Verse 20, in that day the Lord will use a razor. You won't even have a little bit of stubble to show that you've got some hair. It's coming, this judgment, and it's a severe judgment. Your whole body will be shamed and you won't be able to hide it one little bit. You won't be able to hide yourself and then when you are caught, you won't be able to hide any of your hair. It will all be shaved off and you will indeed be judged. So we've seen... Two ways that the judgment is severe. One is that everybody is affected. The second is that every part of them is affected. Their whole bodies are affected. Then the third way that we see that this judgment that is coming is severe is because it affects every part of the land of Judah. Every part of the land of Judah is affected. And we know that sometimes with us we are affected by the punishments that come on us. And if you speed, you are affected. You might pay $93 and so... Part of your your life is affected. And if you pay $2,000 for speeding, well, then your life is affected maybe even more. But if you lose your licence, and then that means you lose your job because you can't drive for six months, 
then your life is very much affected. Many of your possessions may have to be given back. You may even lose your house if you can't pay the mortgage. Your life can be very much affected by the judgment that comes. And here we see the judgment that is coming does affect the whole land of Judah. How is it affected in this judgment? Well, the judgment coming reduces the possessions of the Jews, particularly the livestock that they have, which is where a lot of their value is. And we see that in verse 21. It says, In that day a man will keep alive a young cow and two goats. That's all he's got. And these are Jews that had whole flocks before. They had whole lots and lots of cows and they had lots and lots of sheep. And now what have they got? They've simply got a cow and they've got two sheep, two goats. That's all they have. Their possessions are reduced in number. You might say, oh, well, it doesn't seem that severe um, because they've got enough to live on, right? And what are they living on? They're living on some milk and some curds, it says in verse 22. And because of the abundance of the milk they give, he will have curds to eat. And so it's not really that severe a judgment, is it? Well, I think the word there for abundance is used because it shows that there's so few people around that one cow and two goats are sufficient because there's hardly anyone left in the land. And so a cow and two goats is all you need to have an abundance of milk.